Hey, bud, I just wanted to say goodnight. I have to do the podcast, okay, buddy? I want to say goodnight to you. I love you. I'm going to see you tomorrow, okay? What's that, bud? Yeah, they were huge, those seashells. No, I, I can't see them right now, but I, I do have to go because the guys are waiting on me. But I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Wait, what are you doing? I'm doing the podcast. Who's that? <laughs> it's Tim and Bill. Right. I'm good with this. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. I got to go, but, but I love you. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 215 for December 25th, although I think we are releasing it for December 23rd, 2019, the last episode of the year. Uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and, and Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, my name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. And this week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, The Boys Over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, and Gengi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Let's uh, let's yes, let's back it up a moment to Isotunes. We've been mentioning their name uh, for a couple weeks now on the podcast because they have become top Patreon supporters of our podcast, and we greatly appreciate that. And they have also sponsored this episode by sending each of us a pair of their new Isotunes free. Hearing protection things. What are they called? Just hearing protections, right? Hearing protectors, earplugs. Yeah, yeah. He- I'd so call them Bluetooth, ones. Bluetooth buds, but that also incorporate uh, hearing protection. Right, right. So we um, we couldn't think of a, a better. Oh yeah, I was totally. Pre- I know what the product's called. <laughs> but uh, but We're good. so um, I mean, it was kind of a a, a good mix for us because we are woodworkers and we record podcasts and so hearing and sound and stuff it, it all sort of fit in so they sent us each a set of their their new ones and what they are is they're completely wireless and bluetooth so there's no wire that connects the two buds together like the new apple airpods um but with osha hearing protection um which obviously any of those other earplugs like don't have so if you were using like the you know just typical music listening pods in your shop you're really not helping your ears out any uh these have that osha certification i've been using my isotunes for a while i have the um i think they're called the extra although bill was saying that that's not a thing but he's wrong and uh, <laughs> uh, but they're they're basically the same thing but they have a like a cable uh, that connects the two of them together so you can kind of wear them like a necklace when you're not using them and you stick them in um so i've been using those for like about a year now and i've like basically have them in my head every day and now i'm comparing them to the new ones that they sent the new ones are a little more comfortable and they have um better sound quality like that i feel like there's a little more uh like it's got a little more of the low end and stuff so they they uh fit really comfortable and they they work really well uh i've been uh i was a little hesitant at first because they don't have that wire to kind of connect them like a necklace i was like oh i'm not i'm not gonna last a day with these things i'm just gonna lose them because i figured i pictured myself taking them out and putting them back in a lot like i did with my 
my other ones I've been because the other ones I would just take them and wear them like a necklace all the time you know because they did that but these they're just so comfortable I just don't even take them out and so like that's like my only concern with them was losing them and I, I haven't yet which is amazing <laughs> so, always a plus to not yeah. lose expensive headphones um, I got mine uh, I guess in the middle of last week and uh, and so I've been using them because I've been in the shop a lot. I am home alone. Uh, I've been for the last week. Yeah, I can't so. wait. I can't wait to the what are you up to segment. Yeah. So I yeah. I've, I did a few things. But um, <laughs> as far as these these buds, um, but the cool thing is is that they come with like a whole bunch of different um, I guess like memory foam inserts for them so that it'll fit everybody's ears. It just so happens that mine was the the best fit was the one that sort of came default on it. But there's like five or six different sets of things that screw on that you could shove into your ears um and they're good i mean they they don't get too loud because they're osha compliant so you're not supposed to be blasting your ears and uh and you can also take calls with them which worked out really well because yeah i like that yeah because sometimes when i'm in the shop i'll get a call from my wife or whatever and i'd normally have to take off my cans and then put my phone up to my ear and maybe my hands are dirty or whatever but this with the back of my knuckle i could just tap the right earbud and i could take the call which was really good and uh, and they, and honestly speaking, they're as far as sound isolation or protection, they're they're never going to be as good as cans. And I found that to be the case. And if I was doing something for a long, prolonged amount of time, like planing or whatever, I'd be using the cans. But um, but for like every day, you know, sporadic use of the table saw, prototyping, whatever. Tim's right. I wore them for like three, four hours at a time, no problem, super comfortable. Listening to music, which I've never been able to do in the shop because my cans are just. They don't have any, uh, you know, Bluetooth or anything, but these were a real treat to listen, be able to listen to podcasts and, you know, play around in the shop. So that was really great. Uh, I really enjoyed them. Good. I'm wearing them now. <laughs> well, let That's me elaborate on that. You know what I find? Okay, first of all, I've had Isotunes <laughs> for a while. I remember April has been a uh, partner with them for quite some time, April Wilkerson, and when she first... Uh, uh, started talking about them I got a pair and then I got another pair because the pros came out um, and I liked them and they, and they were pretty good but what I love about these and I'm not kidding is the fact that you can wear just one it's okay to isolate just one you don't have to have them both in so right now I've just got one in my ear because when I'm doing mm. the podcast I still like to be able to I'm outside in my garage and I want to be able to hear what's going on in my neighborhood um, so having the one, you can isolate just having one in, and the other one's turned off in the little doohickey. You don't have to even worry about it. But they work just like um, having the little squishy foam inserts in your ears. And um, so I'm excited about trying these when I go shooting because they should come in quite handy for that as well. Hmm. Oh, yes. and the last thing I want to talk about was the, uh, the way you charge them. They come with a little carry case. So you just uh, pop them out of your ears and you put them into the carry case and they charge inside this carry case and then that charges so you could get that, two or three different charges out of it yeah and that carry case yeah. it doesn't have to be plugged in it's actually a battery so yeah. yeah right so you can you can put them in and like the case holds a charge and so right, you case. know my son just got a similar set of um of these types of headphones that are not osha compliant so they don't offer hearing protection um and they're they're basically the same price like they're they were like a few bucks less than than the Isotunes. So to me, it's like kind of like if you're in, into that and you, you want that, why not get the ones that offer some protection as well? And uh, we do have a coupon code, <laughs> reclaimed10 at isotunes.com. If you use the code reclaimed10 at checkout, you'll save 10 bucks. So I didn't even know we had a reclaimed10 code. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. So, so thank yeah. you very much, Isotunes. And um, yeah, you know, I meant to bring mine home, but I, I haven't been to the shop. We'll get to that in our section. But I meant to, I was going to bring mine home to do the uh, podcast this week too, and mm-hmm. I just I haven't been to the shop in like over a week. So. Why don't you go ahead and elaborate on that because we are going to transition into that segment right now. So what are you working on, Tim Sway? Okay, I just I got back at about two in the morning today um, from Florida. I was on vacation with my family, and um, Maddie got home from college and joined us, which was exciting because we weren't she wasn't going to make it in time. And then we managed to get her along with us at the last minute. So it was like the it's like we got the band back together for a week <laughs> and uh, all, all the pictures you've been posting by the way amazing amazing absolutely amazing i i was yeah just that one day we went to we went to the um i'm not i don't even know the names i'm not into these things at all but it the was one of the garden disney place well that no we went that i was into that was why i was posting pictures we went to one of those disney places it's uh mm-hmm. hollywood studios where okay. they have um the star wars like kind of village area oh. set up Universal? Um, That's not Universal. No, it was Hollywood. It's gotta Studios. be Disney. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's Disney Hollywood Studios, and so they had like a, like a Toy Story area and some other stuff. It's like one of their parks, but okay. um, so that was pretty cool. We went to that that saw the Star Wars stuff where they have like a giant like or life size I guess you say Millennium Falcon and Sick. and um and it was it was pretty pretty neat to see all that. It's I'm it's I love Star Wars and uh, but I'm not like an amusement park person. I could care less about the rides and all that stuff. But it, but this was the first time I'd ever been to one of these amusement parks where I was like, kind of like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like just to see the artistry of the of the builds, I could appreciate it more because it was something I was actually into. Unlike every other amusement park I've ever been to since the beginning of time. So, right, <laughs> makes sense. You know? um, but so I got through that, and then we went to the these um, the botanical gardens in Naples, Florida, because my parents live in Naples. We visited them, and and uh, I was. I, there was an art museum. We were looking for something to do that day, and there was an art museum that I was. I was like, "Oh, let's go there. It's, it's um, a little less expensive than the garden." But then we were like, "Oh, it's a beautiful day, and we think that everybody else would enjoy the garden more." Because I was looking for a little inspiration. Man, I found so much inspiration at this botanical garden. Like, like I can't imagine. I mean, you know, like museums, I always get inspired too. But and I, you know, you parks and gardens. You know, nature is always beautiful. But this place is just amazing, and that's why I put all those silly pictures, uh, as well as well, serious I, ones. C- I want, to, I want to clarify that the, all the family photos were amazing. Um, oh, those are my wife's Ma- account, so. Yeah, it was great to see Maddie and mixed in with her Vance and, and all of that. Uh, and I loved those pictures. But the the one of you posing, I, w- I want to be clear, that's not what I'm talking about. That That's that's not the... Uh, yeah. And, and, but I am excited to say that I actually, all my life, I've wanted to use the word verp in a sentence, and I was able to do that. So thank you, Tim. I, d- I don't know what that word means. Uh, it's uh, it's a combination of burping and vomiting. It's a verb. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. These jokes are so inside that. Oh well, less Tim than two out of three of us. Picture of him post uh, posing in a model like a supermodel esque. Maddie and I were joking around about Instagram influencers, and you and, were uh, in it, Tim. Like you were in it. You and were so, in that space. Yeah, we and we were like. You know, like kind of just like the whole time at the amusement park and stuff, and so then I was like, "Oh, it's like Maddie, quick, take a picture of me like being an influencer." And so I did an influencer pose. And that my looked best more life. like a Heidi Klum pose than an influencer. Meanwhile, it got ten thousand likes. Yeah, well, I mean, I got good legs, so right. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you know, the other thing too, I found out 
Um, so we were at that, that Hollywood Studios for one day, and then the next day we left and we went to visit some other family and my, my family and stuff. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm tooling around on Instagram, and, uh, and I saw Bob Claggett was at the place that I had just left the day before. So I just missed him by a day. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I think, oh, that makes sense. Because the whole time I was there, I was thinking him too, because I know he's like building an R2-D2 and... And he's very mm-hmm. into Star Wars. He makes all the props and stuff. And I'm yeah, looking, yeah. looking at all this stuff. I'm like, oh, like I think Bob made one of those. And I'm like, oh, he Bob would love this. And then the next day he was there, like doing all the things. I was like, Bob would love, you know. So that was pretty funny. It is um, funny. Speaking of Florida, who's next, Phil? Um, <clears throat> okay. I mean, that's fine. Uh, so uh, as you guys know, just, my family. What? Just I liked the I liked the flow. Right. Don't. Do the segue of Florida, yeah. So I'm going to Florida tomorrow. My uh, wife and kids have been there. It was Tim Shui. Yeah. Yeah. The sound of silence. Uh, <laughs> what is that? What we're calling this week? No. Okay, we no, should have. This is what makes that funnier. Right. <laughs> um. So my wife and kids have been in Florida since last Monday. So I've been home alone, like a like a bachelor. So what have I been doing? Well, I I spent a lot of that time. Uh, Catching up on TV and movies, and uh, and and playing around in the garage, so uh, or the workshop, you know, to to be a little bit more respectful of that space. Um, so I posted a picture of the arcade machine that I that I built, mm. and uh, so that's a ton of fun. And I, I sent a, a teaser to my son um, of just it working, and he's like super excited. So I can't wait for him to get home so we can play it together. And um, what else did I do? I built a whole bunch of stuff. Well, now that you put me on the spot, I can't even remember. But actually, I uh, I just set up a shoot in the garage because I'm going to be doing a uh, a video when we get off tonight um, for uh, a, my uh, my pocket hole jig comparison. So the next iteration That's of right. that series is going to be uh, is going to be tonight. That's why I'm dressed in this in this shirt that you're seeing me right now. This is uh, this is costume for. Uh, it's a very manly, platy, plaid looking. Right. Yeah. I thought so. I thought it was good. You know, just good. Feng shui, if you will. You know, I kind of wasn't really into doing it all day, and then I figured, you know what? Let me get into character, and uh, and so then this is my, uh, you know, this is this is my Ron from the Ron Swanson looking outfit. <laughs> so that's Excellent. why I'm wearing that. Yeah. Yeah. The arcade machine looks really good. It looks really fun. Yeah. It uh, it yeah. came out surprisingly well. I had to overcome a ton of uh, challenges to get it to work. I stripped out of the case. And there was a lot of problem solving that you just sort of have no idea because you don't know, like, because I broke the monitor outside of its plastic shell because I wanted it to sit as flush as possible against the uh, the bezel or the frame that I built. And so you don't know what's on the inside of there. So once I popped it open, um, you know, it kind of figured out the best way to hold it into place. And I've watched a whole bunch of videos of other people doing it. And sometimes they build sort of a bridge kind of thing where it just holds the the monitor on by pressure by having a long stretch of wood that covers mm-hmm. the entire back and uh and so i was sort of fixated on that uh and using this little um plate and and bob clavig it's funny that you said that that's the way he did it and mine had a similar i guess we both used a dell monitor anyway so i was kind of fixated on using that and uh and the silly thing was at the end i was just like that's dumb i could just put a couple of just blocks of wood on the edges because they sit flush with the bezel anyway so and uh and routing out the whole you know, uh, the whole bezel was a was a nice little challenge. Also, truth be told, I should have done a better job of documenting it because it was uh, it was a pretty cool little build. But I want to get it done. Um, and the HVLP sprayer. Here's a hot tip, and probably I could say it for the end. Um, 
you should always clean out your HVLP gun because it makes it work way better when it's clean. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, so at first I was spraying and I was like, why am I not getting good coverage? And, you know, I, I was playing with all my settings and then and then it just stopped spraying altogether. And then I noticed there was like all kinds of, because I was spraying black, I was actually using latex paint out of it and it was getting all gummed up. So then I sort of like scratched at it and then it was spraying better. I was like, you know what? For sure, there's still like some kind of uh, acrylic poly in here or whatever. So I, I took it over to the sink. I took the whole thing apart, washed everything out, went back out to the garage to do a second coat. And this thing was blasting out paint. It was like amazing. So um, I love I love doing the HVLP stuff, especially if you're going to be covering a lot. And this thing looks like there's no decals or on it or anything, but, uh, but it looks pro because it's sprayed on finish on top of MDF. It looks amazing. I was going to ask you, you're going to do any... Uh amazing phil pinsky layered masking tape graphic detail type stuff to it i might i wanted to for sure get this thing done so that we could play with it when we got back but uh but i probably will add some stuff otherwise what i'll do is um there is a printing place near my house where they'll do like uh like they can do large format vinyl and so i was thinking of just uh -huh. doing graphics on vinyl like finding and there's a website that has all the old machines and their uh, and their side art, the, all of their art and stuff, right? And and you could just download it super high res and then just print it out, and then I could just stick it on there. Or I think just the old Atari logo because you've mentioned how you do that process quite a few times. That would be a good video since you missed out on the rest of that build. Do a uh, I've done that video. I've done a I've done a. He's already done the video, video though. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought it'd be a good video on the arcade. It would be. So. It would be. We'll see. I'm not. In, you know what? Pressure. As far as I'm concerned, this one was a prototype. I think I will. Um, I'll probably do another one in the future, because I learned a ton out of this thing. Actually, here's an interesting one. I know I'm I'm using up a lot of time here, but um, one of the interesting challenges was the buttons that uh, that this came with were like. Um, I guess they were about an inch and three sixteenths. That was the size hole that I needed. Was an inch and three sixteenths. I was thinking, oh man, where, where am I going to get a Forstner bits that's an inch and three sixteenths? So I couldn't find one, like local. I didn't want to order one online. I'm sure you get one online. I found one for like six bucks. Great. Because all I really needed was like six holes. But to go and find this thing, I'd have to order on Amazon. And my wife's the one with the Prime account. And that's annoying. Um, and then no, nobody sold it local. I could have gotten a hole saw. But then I was thinking, you know what? I don't need a hole saw. I don't need a Forstner Bit, what I can do is I can make a routing template on my CNC machine because the control panel was too big for the CNC. Hmm. So instead, was I programmed to make a smaller, like just something that'll fit on there, but the holes were way smaller than that. So I made a routing template on the CNC, and then I used that uh, that masking tape and then CA glue trick, and then put that on the on the control panel, plunged the router in there with the guide bearing. Bob's your uncle. That worked super well. The button like genius, popped dude. right in. It was mm. that was one of my prouder moments on the on the build. Uh, that one was a good one, and I'll remember that for like random size. Oh, CNC uh, machines are often overlooked for that, but that's especially like the machine you have because it is small. It can almost yeah. everything you can't fit in the machine. You can make the because that's all CNCs do, right? Is they just pattern route. Yeah. So you just make the pattern and then you and then transfer it to the larger object. You know. For sure, but I, in the future, I would to save yourself even more time is if if you're doing that one or three sixteenths inch hole, take your largest forcing bit that's like an inch or whatever, drill it out first, then use and that. So you know, it just makes it a little cleaner, you know. Oh, but, um, uh, this just to, really to get well. the yeah, get the bulk of it out first, and then you can just 
you know, do one pass around the edge, you know. You know what I could have done now that now that you say that? I could have um I could have done the math, drilled out with a forcer bit and then used a rabbiting bit to make it bigger. Yep. Yep, you could have done that, but I or you could have done did you what did you do make one hole and then move it around? No. Cuz you could Oh, so you made the entire layout? I made six holes. Right. Made the, layout, the layout, stuck yeah. it on there, and then just plunged it with a router, pop it yeah, out. If you, if you got a template, yeah, all you got to do is just get your, uh, the whole, you don't have to plunge it. I think what Tim's saying, don't plunge it. Just cut yeah. the holes out first, then lay the template mm. over it, and then you just have yeah. very little to do. Mm. That's a good point. Less for the just router like, bit well, to do. When we, like, before I had the CNC, when I would cut out cavities on the guitars, like, you know, because they're big, like, they're, like, three inches yeah. by four inches or whatever, I would force a bit on the drill press with the stop, you know, and yeah. force 90% of it just with the four, and then just do that last 10%, you know, around the edge right. of the router, you know. Smart. Just for, just for time. This was uh, this was MDF, so it's pretty easy on the... Uh, right, pretty yeah. easy it's on, not, it's, it's not bogging down. No, <laughs> yeah. no. That's that's there, yeah. there's a lot of like bad things about MDF, you know, and it catches a lot of grief because the dust it puts out is like carcinogenic, I guess. Horrible. Yeah. It's really bad for you. Uh, so you always got to wear a respirator. Like you should always wear a respirator. But to be honest with you, I always grab a respirator when I'm working with MDF. I don't always grab it with everything else when I'm spraying. And MDF is when I will always use my respirator. And uh, and God forbid it ever gets wet. The stuff expands it's not uh it's not great and if you bump a corner on this thing you basically have to redo the piece um but it machines really well it takes paint exceptionally well and uh it's cheap and readily available so mm. you know everything has its place yeah and well that's said. how i feel about that's mm. how i feel about that and i think that was pretty much everything um and i actually if anybody else wants to build this thing i followed plans um, it's called the Galactic Starcade, and uh, some guy posted plans. It was really the only, the best plans that I found. The only problem I had was that it's European, and so you print out these one-to-one plans that he has, and obviously got to tile it on paper, and uh, and he did it on A4 paper, and all obviously all I have is letter, and uh, so I had to figure out a way to tile it correctly so it made sense. Like it doesn't really matter, you know, down to the millimeter. It's it's more for a good idea to have the shape. But um, but I, anyways, that that Galactic Starcade. If any anybody else wants to make it, and his was nice. two player. I made mine one player, and uh, so the controls I got off of Banggood for like thirty bucks, and the MDF was like thirty bucks. So this whole thing was sixty seventy dollars all in, and for an arcade machine, I thought that was pretty darn cool because I know it's gonna keep my son busy for a while. He has these little mini handheld yeah, ones. Yeah, your son. That's who it's gonna keep busy. Why does everyone keep saying that? Uh, no, we do. We play. Um, we play this game called Galaxian from back in the day, and uh, and he loves it, and and so do I. And and we, you know, we keep a, a high score going, and it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, and the last thing I want to say, which was an interesting technical challenge, was um, the monitor doesn't turn on necessarily when you plug when you turn power on to the power bar in the back. So I had to have a way to to turn it on with a power button. But it comes with one of those little circuit boards that's printed on the back of the bezel. And so I popped that off. I cut all the uh, all the cables that go to it. And then using my multimeter, I found which two, when jumpered, you know, momentarily switched, will turn the monitor on. And then I extended those out into a push button that I then um, drilled a little hole for and then mounted that little little button into the bezel. How much so you fun just... is that? That's a lot that of fun, was huh? the... mm. 
figuring out those things, yeah. you know, are like the little victories that make this like super, super worth it. Yes, the project unto itself is fantastic. And the thing that you make is great. But when like that little aha moment, I was sitting there on my electronics work workbench and I had extended the button, got it to work, figured out which two wires when you jump them will will turn the monitor on. I got up and I was like, wow. Like you're yeah. when you're impressed with yourself, I think that's, that's cool. the that's the moment, you know? Well, that's that's the experience yeah. of making, right? That's that's what we yeah. do. We look for those moments yeah. during the process. That's that that for me right there like if if I had to flush everything else down the down the garbage, uh, that one moment where I figured out the power button solution, right? was was fun cuz I didn't know how I was going to yeah. do it. I didn't want to put the the monitor with its bezel up against the bezel I was making cuz you were going to see like a quarter inch gap all the way around it was going to look dumb i wanted it flush and so i had to solve that problem and and i did and that that felt really really good it's hmm. awesome bill lutz what are you working on i saw your video it's awesome i worked on getting that video out so that thank you uh i'm happy with that video uh getting a lot of positive response so got that that ceramic bodied guitar uh that i was going to send to somebody uh, who's right-handed and um, so, so the, the the cat's out of the bag because that person is Heidi, who made me the ceramic body <laughs> body for that guitar. Uh, the old boomerang, yes. Yeah, so it was fun. She sent me a, uh, uh, or her husband did. I, I, because I, I, you know, I got a hold of her husband Ben, and I said, "Hey, man, do you mind if I send this back to your wife?" And he's, "Oh, she would love that. She would love that." I said, "Well, don't say anything. I'd like it to be a surprise." So. He, he videotaped it and sent me a copy. Just They're oh, not going to cool. post that particular video because they were in the middle, middle of wrapping presents and all kinds of other stuff. But just he wanted me to see that. And it just it made my Christmas. It was so cool. Her, her reaction to opening it up was uh, really, really great. And then she posted just recently a video of showing off the guitar in like a slow-mo type reveal, but her playing in the background. And... She can actually oh, cool. play, so uh, yeah, she's oh, awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. You see, she I mean she plays guitar and she sings anyway, so now she's just messing around with this slide guitar and it's like already I can just tell she's gonna rock this thing out of the water. It's 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 fun. So that was great. And then what I'm gonna be working on, um, I found at work today. You know those Harbor Freight uh, benches you can get for like 130 bucks, and they have the little bench dogs in them and the four drawers, and it's got a little vice on the side? Somebody got rid yeah. of one at work today. So I grabbed Why? it. Why? I, 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 assume, I mean, they're not the most sturdiest, biggest benches in the world. So they, I mean, it's used. You can see it's got paint and stuff on the top, and, you know, it's a definitely a... a are these the solid wood ones that you're talking about? Because I've seen like solid work wood. benches. It looks oh, no, like okay. it's solid wood, but they're not. It's 130 okay. bucks, Phil. It's nothing solid about it. <laughs> but, but I do have it. It's right behind me, as you can see. Okay, yeah. So that's the one I'm yeah. thinking of. And it comes yeah. with a vice. It comes with a little vice. So what I'd like to do is I have an amazing uh, bench vice on my other table. I'm thinking about getting rid of that table, incorporating this one I found because it's a little smaller. It's a little, I don't know, maybe create a little bit of room in the garage. And I, I, I have a habit of getting rid of my benches every few months anyway so mm -hmm. uh, but i would like to incorporate that bench and maybe um modify it a little bit maybe i'll do a video on that i don't know we'll see so that's that's what i will be working on i've got a few days off obviously for the christmas holiday so here's here's the here's the title and the thumbnail for the video it's a uh, turn that 130 dollar harbor freight bench into a million bucks 
Ooh. and have a, have a picture. Of, make sure you take a before picture and an after picture, and you have to make it look just like awesome in the after picture. Make it look crappy in the before picture, and it doesn't matter. In the you could just paint it in the video; it doesn't matter. But if you do all that, you'll get a hundred thousand views. Yeah, I agree. This is this is your moment. Yeah. Seize it. Is, is this my moment? Because I've mean, been waiting it, for it. If it's it, a better, if it's a, actually a good video and there's actually useful information in there, then you'll get a million views. But just Turner, even if it's a crappy video, you'll get a hundred thousand views. Your harbor freight bench into a million bucks. Into yeah, or or something along that line. You have to put the hundred and thirty dollars so they know. Turn your hundred thirty dollar harbor freight. Yeah, workbench into a million dollar bench. Into yeah. a one million dollar bench. You know, oh, and then there also you has say to that be because. One of the videos I did was I took my little cheapy Harbor Freight mini lathe and I modified mm. that and I made a video about it because it was. Uh, I remember that yeah. the, the tool rest on it was kind of funky, butt, right? So I, I showed how I modified. That's one of my best videos. It's got like twenty or thirty thousand views on it for something silly like that. So, and, and the those are the things was, people search for. Yeah, yeah. In the thumbnail, besides the before and after pictures, you have to have a picture of like your face or someone's face going. And and I know people listening can't see me, but you know exactly what I'm doing. It looks like this. Whoa! Oh yeah, filled it with me. I'll get Izzy to do it. You know how Izzy does his surprise face, pointing at the person he's taking the picture with. I'll have him right. pointing at my bench. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly the face. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that should be about 40% of the thumbnail, and then the other 60% is the benches and the words and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that's what gets clicks. I don't, I just, I, I don't understand why people still fall for it. Like, look at that person's face. I have to click it. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I'll have to send you all the individual pictures, and you'll have to uh, edit them together for me. So I have a thumbnail. Okay. Okay, I can try. You know who, who's better at that is Paul Jackman. He's, he's pretty good at that. You can send them to him and tell him I sent you. Oh yeah. Well, Paul. Hey, <laughs> Tim is an excellent delegator. I love it. I've seen I've seen Paul's boxer short, so I'm sure I can just send it directly without mentioning dropping your name, Tim. <laughs> okay. I don't know what any of that meant. <clears throat> he's uh, saying he's saying he doesn't need you. That's what he's saying, Tim. No, he no, don't no, need I don't you say that for the I intro. Will need Tim in the future. Oh, thank God. Don't... Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Darn it, Phil. You're not. Sp- no. Trust me. There's a plan here. You have to keep him at a little bit of an arm's length, but don't let him go completely. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a finesse to this. Speaking of finesse, yeah, no, I think everyone got the finesse. Um, so here's the topic for this week, um, and uh, I guess the joke title is it's uh, it's 2019 vision, like 2020 vision, like you know, eyesight. And so next year, when it's when we're going to be doing this kind of uh, episode, it'll be 2020 vision. And the point is, is that we're looking backwards and we're looking forwards. So this is this is our, I guess, year-end wrap-up video where we talk I mean, about... We could, we could call this one 2020 Vision because part of it is looking forward, but I thought the 2019 Vision was really funny that you said. Yeah, I think it's funny <laughs> too. too. Actually, I, I, gotta, I gotta let everybody know, people need to support us on Patreon because you, you get the access to the pre-show. And what you're not realizing right now, everybody, is that Tim and Phil thought this was really funny during the pre-show. They went on 10 minutes worth of pre-show about how funny this topic was. And uh, I don't know, your sales are a little bit deflated right now. Two minutes. But Two minutes. Uh, it is it right. is funny, Obje- objectively speaking. The entire speaking. pre-show. The entire pre-show. Right, the entire pre-show. <laughs> um, that is a good point. Everyone should... Uh, you know, join us on Patreon and uh, have access to the, the pre-show. Um, 
But anyway, actually, so, we had a, a lot of new uh, Patreon supporters. I don't know if you looked uh, just yeah, this past couple. It's amazing, and thank you all very much, and welcome yes. to the fray. We appreciate it. Yes. Okay. To the breach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna, I guess, sort of take turns looking back and sort of the the things that we learned, and you know, the the things that we accomplished uh, this year, and the, I guess the friends that we made, and uh, you know, I guess the resolutions, what we hope to accomplish in 2020, and. Um, you know, the people we'd like to meet. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's go first. Who hasn't spoken in a while? Bill, what um, <laughs> What do you, th- <laughs> what do you think? What, what are some of the biggest personal achievements or, or lessons learned you think you accomplished this year? Oh, wow. Um, how about an ex- the experience of opening the second salon and um, getting that Going and then letting that that one little project drag on for so long, which took up a big part of the year. Um, so it, it's funny how uh, it's funny how you can you can you can bog yourself down with silliness, right? To where it's mm-hmm. that that project, that, that barn door project. I look back on it now. It's like what what was the big deal? There wasn't one. There just wasn't a big deal, and, and for some reason, you just, we allow ourselves to have those types of things get in the way of. And so I just kind of like, well, since I'm not doing that, I should be doing that. And I'm not doing that, so I don't want to make anything else because if I were to make something else, while I'm supposed to be making that. That's just not cool. So and it's just you allow all this uh, kerfuffleness to uh, to happen and unnecessarily. But looking back on that now, it's like, yeah, I'm. I'm if I take on something, um, get it done. Just, I mean. I've known that for a long time, but it's 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 good to be reminded of that. You know, it's, if, if you got something, even if you're not going to enjoy it as much as you may something else, get it done. Get it out of the way. Get started. Get because if anything, getting out in the shop, like we, you know, how many times have we talked about um, makers uh, block, right? Just go mm-hmm. out and make anything. Get something done, even if it's simple. It's not that hard because it kind of gets the the juices flowing again, and the process is going, and the mind's wheels are turning. And uh, I could have used that ex- that that simple build for that, you know, but I didn't. Sure. So that's that's one thing this year I, I learned. I, I just looking back on it, um, yeah. I think that's uh, that's something. Regardless of how many times you learn that lesson, it's sort of uh, endemic to what we oh, do. It's it, always going to happen. It pops up a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> the thing I the the way I um, usually overcome that is uh, is cleaning up, right? So I'll I'll say, you know what? I'm only going in there to. I just want to put everything away. That's that's the only thing I'm going to do. Uh, so I'll go. I'll put the tools away that you know uh, always show up on the workbench instead of their homes. They all have homes. I don't know why you don't want to go in your home. Um, and then, you know, I do some sweeping or whatever. And then and then in the process of just being in that space, I'm you like, oh, you know puttering. what I should do? I should do that little thing. Yeah, I should do that little thing that I, you know, that that thing that I should do. So, you know, like uh, this week I fixed um, in my son's room. He's got a flush mount light fixture in there. And forever when you sort of just stomp your feet on the ground, it'll flicker. So what I did was uh, – and like – when the kids are home, I don't want to start playing with light fixtures and turning off breakers and stuff, but it just so happened everyone was gone. So, uh, I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just open it up and see what the thing is there. And sure enough, it was I switched out the wire nuts to bigger ones because it was sort of a – it was three wires that had to be ganged together, and I guess the wire nuts were a little smaller. So I used bigger ones, and, you know, I fixed it up a little bit in there and, and fixed it. You know, and so something that probably I've known that problem has been there for about eight months, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I got over that by putting on my tool belt. 
You know, just That's go in the genius, garage. Phil, put seriously, on go out in the garage and start cleaning. It inevitably, is going to lead you into puttering with something. And once you start puttering, yeah. now I'm making. So why not get some stuff done? That's that's genius. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It was, um, you know, it's just it, it's so innocent, right? Because I learned that lesson from um, uh, procrastination. You know, when whenever you procrastinate and you don't really want to do something, they say just do it for five minutes. You know, like that's sort of the way to get over procrastination. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself an allowance. I'm only gonna do this for five minutes, and if whatever, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna stop doing it. But I'm committing to five minutes. You do something for five minutes, you're gonna finish it. You know what I mean? Like you, you you're gonna you've already invested that time. There's no chance you're only ever gonna do it for five minutes. And even if you did, you got the ball moving. You know, it's funny you say that. Using cleaning to get that process going, I actually do that when I'm when I need to clean something. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been. What do you I, mean? Well, I, I haven't been feeling very well, so I, I, I had some time off. Well, I've been going to clean the bathroom for a while, right? I'm like, you okay. know what? I'll just go in there and I'll just I'll just start. I'll just clean the mirror. And sure right. enough, as soon as I go in there and start wiping the mirror, I'm in there for 45 minutes and I just did the whole thing. You know, so, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. so what you're talking about, using cleaning as a process to get something else done, it's a great way to just get the cleaning done too. It's just, just say, I'll go do five minutes. Well, no, man, as soon as you start wiping, ah, screw it, I'm here. Let me just get this well, chore done and out of the way. So, that's yeah, that's funny. I did that yesterday. Yeah. You know, you've built three tool holders and you've sanded <laughs> down your workbench, put down a new finish. You know, this morning I waxed the, the I, I cleaned off my table saw with mineral spirits, put on a new coat of paste wax. I figured, you know what? It's a new year, new coat of paste wax on the table saw. It's like super slippery again. It's uh, you know, there's these things that you have to do, and you don't necessarily want to do them. But once you get started, you know, I feel like the space deserves that. That it deserves that maintenance and cleanup. You know, if you don't respect your space, you know, you know, it won't respect you. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, I, feel. I use, I use sweeping a lot. Um, to for the for the. The, the exact opposite reason as well kind of like sometimes it's it's about that to get bit, started yeah. uh yeah sometimes it's to find a solution for something it's like while well, i'm working and i'm like and i can't decide if i want to do it this way or this way or this way by the time i'm done sweeping i know which way to do it you know um that's some mr miyagi stuff right there uh, yep. oh absolutely it, it's uh <laughs> <laughs> um but then there's like i mean because my my shop is is you know fairly large compared to your shops and there's lots yeah. of corners for sawdust to get into and you just you know there's like two different kinds of sweeping there's like that there's the sweeping of just like kind of making it look good and then there's like all right we're gonna get dirty today kind of sweeping which involves moving a lot of stuff and getting into the corners and blo leaf blowers and, and right. all that stuff and that's a that's like a different problem like or a different ocd compulsion or whatever want to do that that cleaning you know yeah. um but yeah that's i i do find that uh that that's that sweeping is uh, therapeutic, you know for sure. For sure, yeah, that wouldn't be like what I took out of 2019 uh, necessarily, but that's something that I've I've been doing for a while. I think what I took out of 2019 that I want to continue to move forward into 2020 is it's um it's not the sweeping, but um it's the not being in a rush to make the next step. And, and we we just talked about this I think last week about like I like to have multiple projects, whereas mm -hmm. I I think you feel like to have one at a time. Yes. Um, but I like to have multiple projects because I get to that point where like I can't decide between A, B, and C and sometimes it's more than just one sweeping to get the the solution sometimes mm -hmm. I need a few days you know to just to not necessarily think about it nonstop, but to just live it and to just look at it um, and like you know the big one of the biggest projects I did of the year of my life probably was the um, the double base that I made 
and I spent you know quite a bit of time on it because I would come to these points where I would I'd have this idea of how I wanted to approach doing it but I would just not be sure and uh, and so because I was working on multiple projects and I didn't have a strict deadline on it I was able to just put it aside for a day put it aside for three days you know two days and it's also it was a big enough project to where I could work on another aspect of the project and sure put aside, yeah you know things like that um, and I I got better results you know what I mean um, mm-hmm. and so that was like my big thing that, t- that I took away from it is that like like you know, I've been I've been doing this for a little while now, and you start thinking that you know everything or whatever, and to just kind of continue to realize that like, oh, I just because it's the first idea that pops in my head of how to do it doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. Like I don't know enough yet, you know, and because I've tried a lot of things a lot of different ways, but there's still a lot of ways to try them. Like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I I find because I do have that compulsion to uh, finish one project before I start another. I find that sometimes I get uh, bored of the project I'm working on and I want to move on to the next one. So I'll hurry or I'll cludge something together that I know mm-hmm. is wrong. You know what I mean? Just to be done with it. And for sure, the quality of my work suffers. So that's that's something that I do want to take into 2020 is to slow. And I only have limited time in the shop. So that's why I'm sort of rushing to finish things. But mm. regardless of that, I should slow down and I should just do things right instead of quickly. Because you can't do, you can't do things quickly and right. You know, we've talked about it in the past. There's that, there's that triangle that you learn about in business school or mm. school in general. Good, fast, cheap, right? Pick two. You can only have two of those three things. So, cheap is, I guess, regardless in this in this scenario. But um, so you've got, I guess, cheap. So you can only have good or fast, and you can't have both. Um, so I, I I opt to choose for for good in 2020. Um, but the thing that I am taking out of 2019 is, is going to sound corny as, as hell, but um, courage. So this year I, um, I became self-employed, not unemployed, um, but self-employed, <laughs> gentlemen. And, uh, and, and it was super scary, and it still is super scary, um, and mostly because I haven't made a dollar yet because I decided to do this like at the beginning of December, and obviously that's the worst time to start anything. But... Mm. Um, but that was, you know, when when it happened, and so be it. So um, I'm scared, but I'm moving forward. And one of my favorite quotes from from Game of Thrones was like one of the first episodes, and and they talk about courage as not being the the absence of fear, um, but but rather uh, facing fear and being courageous despite of, despite it. And uh, and so I'm definitely still scared, <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pushing forward, and and I'm gonna make this uh, I'm gonna make this work. So, this is a sort of a pivotal year for me and my family. And uh, and you know, making aside, you know, I love to make. I love to be in the garage. I love to make stuff. But you know, the stuff that puts food on the table for me is, you know, hopefully hopefully this ERP business that I've started. And uh, and I've gotten a ton of support from everybody, and I really appreciate it. Um, you know, some notables have been uh, Billy McCord, who spent like an hour on the phone with me. You know, and Stan Pierce is always checking in on me and seeing how I'm doing. Um, so, you know, I really I appreciate love everybody. Both those guys, those are lovely yeah. guys. Yeah. We love them. Yeah, good really, producer. really good guys. I mean, everybody that we, you know, that we're friends with is just, you know, phenomenal. The best, the best of people. You know, and uh, mm. you know, I go back to that Yiddish word, uh, mensch which means the best example of a human being. And uh, that's that's pretty much everyone in this community. And so I'm yeah. proud to be part of it. And um, and so that's that's what I'm t- taking out of 2019. I'm sure I'll come up with other things that are maker-related, but that's the huge one that sort of stands out for me um, right now. 
I, I got a good. It's mm, uh, a good one. I got a, I got a good reclaimed one that I've been taking out of 2019. I think because this year I've 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 uh, been de de hoarding right all the all these material. I mean I've been doing that for a couple of years now, but this year I'm pretty much down to. I've got my last couple loads. I'm going to go get rid of some stuff. I found somebody that wants some of the material, some of the wood that I have, so I can get rid of that. The rest of it, I'm just going to con- let it continue on its interrupted way to the landfill, I guess, properly. But um, but one of the things I wanted to do, we've talked about this before, is, is having um, project ideas. I don't need anything, so it's hard for me to want to make stuff. I love my cigar box guitars, and I will continue to make those. I have a ukulele project I want to, I want to make. Um, but aside from that, I thought what would be fun next year is um, doing once a month, driving around, doing my little hunt for stuff, for materials, for reclaimed stuff, for garbage, for whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Finding something, not knowing what I'm going to do with it, getting it home, and just, I got to make something out of that. It's my little video project idea. On the idea. spot. On the spot. It's like, okay, I'm not collecting anything else. I've got these things. I'm going to make something out of it. I don't know what it might be. Yeah. But that's I, th- so, I, th- and I don't have somewhere to do between. That. Go ahead. Uh, somewhere between our imagination game and Adam Savage's One Day Builds. Right. I love that idea. I'd watch that TV show. Yeah. And, and here, like, here's the name of it. You ready for the name of it? <laughs> Bill Lutz on the spot. Ooh. Bill Lutz on, on the, the spot, spot with Bill Lutz. Yeah. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of On the Spot with Bill Lutz. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness! You guys are like I my mean, heroes. Between the million dollar bench and the on the spot, this is Bill's year. Well, the it million says, dollar bench might have like to be the first on the spot all gets, video. <laughs> but it's already it's, in your garage. Yeah, but I found it. Yeah, but it's got you. Got to be able to film the as you're finding it. Found it. Got to bring I, it back. Oh, or go intro. put it on the curb. Go put it on yeah. the curb. You could stage finding that. I think that would yeah. work out well. If you already found it, yeah. Film film it on the curb. You and your truck. And like, hey, I'm on the spot, and I just drove by this. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> that's, a good idea. And that, Only that's the, the opening. Does listen that. to this, will know. Yeah. No, you know what? Let's be honest, okay? Uh, I just watched a uh, Laura Comp video this morning. Oh no! Where, uh, sh- 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 what? That's my who I've been caught my attention this week. That's that's okay. That's you, right. you can it can still be that. I think I can still talk about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so she makes uh she makes a stool or whatever, right? But she uses one of those pivot jacks. You could still talk about it. It's fine. Any all to say is the intro of the video was her sort of like rummaging through a garbage pile to find right. this thing. Right. It, clearly that was staged, but it's okay because it was still awesome. So yeah. I'm saying I'm saying it's okay for you to stage finding a workbench. I, I don't know. I, I I have a hard time doing cheesy stuff on camera. So don't make it cheesy. She literally walked yeah. up to a pile of crap and picked every out every video I've made. Jet. Phil has been extremely cheesy on camera. I'm just. I'm being sarcastic. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, no, that's that's I. Oh hey, I, I can do that. I can actually do that. I did take a picture of it when I found it. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this thing. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. I can stage the whole thing and make that a video. But that's what I want to do. I want to go. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm because I'm a month of video, one video a month or whatever. Maybe every couple of weeks, whatever. But if I can do a handful of videos this year, that or this next year, that would be awesome. And that's the way I want to do it. I want to go out, just hunting for materials when I find something whether it's an old piece of furniture that's broken that I can redo or to to make materials from it or whatever I just thought that would be fun and then whatever's left over from that build I've saved what I can from that and then I can send the rest of it continue on its way I don't want to I don't want to stockpile stuff again I'm just I'm kind of over yeah. that now so 
You, totally. you can end end every video with you taking what you didn't use and putting it back on the curb in the same spot. Boom on the oh, spot. That might that You're might welcome. piss people off though. <laughs> they have a free sign on their credenza, and I bring back you know like four slabs of but wood just. To it, say. But it's but it's staged. You put about like just, three hinges. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they put it on the, your curb. Beginning you know of the video, I mean? the end yeah. of the video. Got it. All right. I like yeah. The end of the video is you putting it on your curb with a free sign. And yeah. then and then it's you know some other low life like me walking by picking it up. And oh, I should fly you out to California so you can go like oh yeah. It's called closure. <laughs> closure. <laughs> um, and since and since we're like the band, you two, Phil and I get equal parts of this, so it Correct. works out great. <laughs> yeah, fifty hey, fifty. It was zero. your idea. All Perfect. I was gonna yeah. do. All I was gonna do is something <laughs> silly. You guys came up with the geniusness that is. Well, reclaimed audio. This is just more of a reclaimed visual because you planted the seed of imagination in my brain mind. In your brain mind. Yes, exactly. Um, put it. So, that being said, I think that's sort of a wrap on, uh, on this specific uh, topic. But I do want to wish um, you guys specifically and everybody in general a, um, a happy new year and all the best uh, for this coming year. I mean, forever, but... You know, we're talking about this new year, so one, well, one year at a time. All right, let's just not get ahead of ourselves. One year, exactly. It's like an AA meeting. Well, just one yeah. year at a time. Yeah, one year at a time. Happiness and prosperity for one year at a time. Exactly. Hey. That's all I can dole out. It's like AA. If if you work it, it will work. If you listen, it will be heard. No, it's true. That is the way AA works. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should move on to our iTunes review. Review. I wonder. Who is mentioned in this week's... Uh, you know, I think you should read this week's, Phil. I just, I, I think you will put the right inflection, the tone, the gratitude, the amazingness that this review huh. deserves. I, I think you should do it. Fine. I mean, it's going to sound awful because I'm reading it. But anyways, uh, the the author of this review is uh, is Phil, not me, but it's a, there is another one. His name is Phil Patrick. And the title is, As Usual, Phil is Correct. He doesn't specify that it's me, but I assume he means me. Uh, Concerning the impending surge in popularity of the Art Deco style, it is worthy to share a few points. One, Phil predicted this on a previous episode. Actually, I've predicted it on many episodes. Uh, uh, Preternatural, wise beyond his years, pure raw instinct, or plain good taste. All could describe Phil's ability to predict the impending Art Deco surge in popularity. Two, Art Deco is the superior style slash decor. And three, if you do not like Art Deco, you should look deep inside that black void in yourself and contemplate your mistakes in life. Lastly, we still need to iron out the final details on bringing a second Phil on the show. Again, marketing. Best regards. Happy holidays, Phil Patrick. That was a uh, just a phenomenal review. And, uh, just, you know... Thank you so much. Uh, but see, this is this is one of those examples of like how you know people have texting conversations and they get into fights. They're like, but you said, and like, but I bet, and they because you're not reading the proper sarcasm that's supposed to be in there. Uh, there is I no read, sarcasm. I no, I read this completely. Phil predicted this on a previous episode. Preternatural? Why is the other two? It's totally sarcastic. You just read it wrong. No, no. Phil Patrick Pure would never raw do that. Instinct? Come on. No. A full, a fellow Phil would never talk that way about another Phil. We just don't do you that. Mean, you mean Bill's replacement? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was worried you both under the bus all mad at. Yeah, you might have just hey, wait, both you get I'm under there. Get mixed up in this. You are already under the bus anyway. It's fine. <laughs> so that's that's I guess the closing iTunes review review for for 2019. Uh, this week's 
weekly tip segment. Who uh, who has one? I mean, uh, router templates are a good one that we talked about, but we certainly can talk about other ones. I have an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I might start doing this. Baby food jars. When you screw the lids to uh, the bottom of a shelf and then you can screw the bottles. Yeah. I, I, I saw some boss. in somebody's hangar at, at work today. Um, little old dude, he still uses that system. He keeps them clean. It's an easy way to organize stuff. They're, uh, they're so small, they don't take, you don't need a lot of space. In, you know, it doesn't take up a lot of space. Underneath the shelf, great idea. You just baby food jars for storage. There's a good tip. Yep. Good shop tip. Good yeah, way to reclaim some things that would be hard to reclaim otherwise. And they yeah. still make those out of glass, you know, mm. so you can still, like, baby food jars, are, they're not, like, crappy plastic now, you know. All well, ours are Tetra Pak, um, like, pouches. Th- those are the baby foods that oh, yeah. for my kids. Oh, yeah, that's big now. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I remember, um, I remember Matthias did a thing a yogurt. bunch of years ago with the yogurt cups, and he had a little... Yeah. Made a little plywood caddy to hold the uh, the yogurt cups, and I've always done stuff like that too, but not that organized. I just put them in the drawer and let them fall over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that was clever. I did I do like yeah. the yogurt cups because that's not going anywhere, so that's a good one. And when it when it breaks, you throw it away and get a new one. You know, right? Yeah. I use um I use the one quart um yogurt containers because that's what my my wife buys. I can't stand the stuff, but the wife and kids like it. And um, mm-hmm. l- lately, when I got a bunch of stuff from Total Boat, they sent me a bunch of their totalable containers so I've been using those but I always use those yogurt containers I actually did a whole video where I use them as a dust collection joint um, I remember for the four inch because they're like uh-huh. a Morris taper they're wider at the top than the bottom and so I just cut a hole out of the bottom and I would just slide it over one hose and then stick the other hose slide it into the other hose and connect uh-huh. two hoses together uh, and they crack all the time because they're they're not good plastic right but then you know when it cracks you recycle it and get another one you know right or use some total boat epoxy Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is that you can disconnect them, right? Not fuse right. them together, but yeah. Right, yeah, right. You know. yeah. So I should yeah. try with the total boat cups that I have or uh, quart containers. No, you you better, can't fix those better things plastic. with total boat. No, the but they're better. The plastic is made not to stick. Well, no, the the hoses you could just they oh, yeah, slide yeah. together because it's a friction fit, right? Yeah. But no, that's the great thing. That's the other thing too. When you when you mix epoxy in those containers, is once it cures, you can take that epoxy out and use a container again. I don't know if yeah. you don't have to throw it away. That's a, probably everybody knows that, right? I'm gonna have to try Back some of this bottom. total boat stuff. Yes, total boat. You say interesting. Hmm. <laughs> total boat. Hmm. Yeah. No. Um. I always make little um little wooden boxes. I take like little uh like half inch or quarter inch uh plywood scraps and I make little boxes to can to organize things. Jimmy's uh, latest video was he made forty little boxes for storage and organization. Oh, I got to see that. I thought that was one of those rerun episodes, but I'll check that out. I don't think so. Um, no, he, that was new. Said, I, I haven't watched it yet. He said something about uh, at the beginning. His grandpa had a bunch of these. I forgot what they were, but basically his grandpa was reclaiming or upcycling these boxes that he bought, little wooden boxes. So I, I just thought that was kind of neat. It's like, yeah, grandpa, Jimmy's grandpa was reclaiming back in the day, yo. Yeah, I like hmm. that. Um, hey, Bill, this is going to be a shock to us, but what are you? Um, what grabbed your attention this week? Well, I Laura Comp uh, that video you mentioned, Phil. What she? she what? So here's. First of all, love Laura, right? We've had her on the show. Yes. She's amazing. Um, and I, I I haven't seen her. I haven't watched anybody's videos a lot lately. But anyway, I came across this. I'm like, 
that dovetail looks like something she would have done on the when I saw the picture of it. It's like something you could do on the table saw. And I've not done a lot of dovetails like with a chisel and and making like these amazing dovetails. But you can mm-hmm. I, you can make dovetails for like projects like she did on the table saw or even the band saw and um, watch the video I'm like sure enough man that's so amazing I just loved 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 the way she figured out how to use the dovetails and, and the, the pressure of this chair bottom just like a swivel chair that I'm sitting on now how the, the legs come down anyway watch her video it's great how she used that jack uh, for the uh, for the all thread and the nut on there I actually have some all thread it's big enough to make some stools out of. I might have to make a few myself. But anyway, Laura Comp, who would have known that she would be the worldwide sensation phenom that she is today? When she was just little Laura back back when. Anyway, I knew. I knew. Yeah, we we all. Knew. I knew. I think we all knew. I mean, hmm. you're probably in the minority here, Bill. Oh, okay. Well, either way, check her out now because <laughs> I think uh, I think a few people have uh, been interested in what she has to say, do, and make. Yeah, no, she's phenomenal. I mean, no question there. Um, what about you, Tim? What grabbed your attention? Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen or watch much because I've been sort of unplugged for a week, which is, you know, what I was intending. Like, I haven't seen Bill's video yet. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, some of these other videos that we just mentioned. But um, what I I did get to do was, like we talked about at the top, was um, walk around the that botanical gardens. Even just, just the hour and a half I spent there, I felt like I learned so much about design just from these wacky tropical plants that grow there um i took uh i mean i put some photos online but i took like four times as many as i as i posted of these different things and this one uh particular palm tree i was looking at had these really wide leaves and they're pretty close together and um so you know you can picture like a palm leaf but it was more like it was almost like a fan like one of those fans you would unfurl like in in wave um and they're three-dimensional of course like so each like sort of the little spikes at the end of it you know if you picture the like long skinny pyramids kind of coming out they um they were like uh had like a 45 degree so they were triangles like a full pyramid like almost you know there's this three-dimensional aspect to it and they're facing different directions on this tree and when the wind would blow and the sunlight was hitting them they would do all this almost like magic eye type stuff would happen to your eyes watching them it'd be like when you stare at the black and white thing and it starts to swirl you know it had that kind of look to it because of the the dark and light sides and the shade and the and it was just so wicked cool, and all I, I spent probably 15 minutes just like looking at this this one tree, trying to figure out how I could make that out of steel, <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, just to take a minute to to find you know your inspiration outside of of, uh, of the the usual places, I guess, because I mean we all find inspiration everywhere, of course, not just you know online or whatever. But uh, like I was like I was saying earlier, like I thought about I wanted to go to a museum for inspiration, but it was actually a garden, you know. It, so, so it was cool because it wasn't what I normally would have done, you know. Right. So what yeah. was cool is Mother Nature. Mother Nature yes. caught your attention this week. That's the answer, yeah. Wow. Like That's mm. deep. Mine is not so deep. <laughs> I uh, binged on The Witcher. I don't know if you guys are... Oh, I've been meaning to think about doing that. Yeah. Never. No, I never heard of it. I've what? only seen YouTube uh, commercials for it, and it looks like it could. Is it good? Is it good? What's it? it? Took the me, Witcher? The Witcher. It's on Netflix. It's like the biggest show. It's like Ever. they bill it as the next. No, they bill it as the next Game of Thrones, which is dumb because Game of Thrones was Game of Thrones, and this is something entirely different, but it is set in a fantasy 
you know, medieval kind of setting. So that's why it's easy for journalists to just call it that. Right. Um, but it's totally different. It's kind of like, I don't know. Anyways, it's uh, it stars Henry Cavill, who uh, who was Superman, and uh, and it's great. It took me about two or three episodes to like fall in love with it. It took after the first episode, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, this looks cheesy. But then you just sort of. Uh, you love it, right? And that's the best part about binging on shows. When you watch shows week to week, you, you, you there's too much time in between. You're not as invested right. in the characters. Yeah. But when you binge, yeah. like the Netflix effect, any crappy show is amazing when you're invested in the characters because you, you're seeing so much of them. You're so familiar with them. Um, this, I think, is a, probably a mix of both. But uh, there's only eight episodes. I think they're about an hour each. And, and so I watched everything in like two or three days. It was great. You know, real quick, I want to add to that, uh, just the binge watch thing. Casey and I started watching Mr. Robot, and apparently there's like eight years of that. And everybody I've talked to is like, really? It's been like a long time ago. You should have been watching that a long time ago. It's really, really great. It is really great. We're just starting like eight episodes in, and it's like, holy moly. It's it's awesome. I I think I talked about it a couple years ago, but I will tell you, just for your own personal information, anybody else who watches it, all of the hacking that you see in the show is real. Real. Yeah. It's totally real. It's totally legit. That's the way it works. Um, so you're not seeing any kind of fantastical, like, any anytime I've seen, like, uh, CSI or NCIS or any of these shows on CBS or ABC and they show hacking where you got, like, somebody, so it's, yeah, like, it's so two ridiculous. people typing on a keyboard to try to type faster or some other nonsense, yeah. that's just total garbage. What they do in this show is they have, like, really, really good, like, networking like pen, penetration testers are called and and uh, or like black hat hackers and stuff who are consulting on this it's real and it's awesome for me it was really easy to get into that show because I was like oh this is legit and, and that's seeing also Ruben on Malik Netflix where he got his start is cool too yeah uh it no it's not on Netflix like, I hadn't heard of that one either Prime it's, it's no. on Netflix oh. is it on Amazon Prime I think it's on Prime okay so then there you go Tim you must have Prime right no your parents don't have Prime. No, I, 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 I try to, I try to avoid Amazon. I just, I, I try not to shop there. Here's what I do. Okay, I am not the biggest <laughs> Amazon fan either. However, however, there are things you can't buy anywhere else, and that's the frustrating part. You know, I much prefer to walk into a store, get the thing I want to get today, and support a local business. But a lot of the things you want to buy, you just can't get anywhere else. And so that's what Amazon is for. You know what I've been doing lately? Because <laughs> I just, I really don't shop on Amazon anymore. I don't really want to be affiliated with them. Um, but I go to eBay and I can usually find it on eBay. And you know what happens? Half the time when I'm, there's that thing that you can't find anywhere but Amazon that I go to eBay to find it, um, mm-hmm. it shows up in an Amazon box from an Amazon driver. Even though I bought yeah. it from some nonpartisan person on eBay. Like, it's just ridiculous, you know? Yes, because Amazon is also a portal. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so it's a third-party seller that, that sells both on Amazon and on eBay. Darned if you do, they're, they're, darned if you don't. And so when they get, yeah. Also. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to support that seller that's not actually an eBay, like this is an eBay affiliate, not eBay. I'm sorry, this is an Amazon affiliate, not Amazon itself. But mm-hmm. then they just ship it to me in an Amazon box using Amazon's infrastructure, anyways, because they're keeping them all at Amazon's warehouse. And then just, mm. just like, I guess they just eBay and Amazon both get a cut now. Tim, so, like, all everybody wins. Do, all you can do, brother, is you just take that Amazon box and you upcycle it into something sway. I think you should turn the Amazon smile upside down. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop now. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I think I think I we're know what we're talking about anymore. We're just just grease the wheels and off the rails. Was that what were you saying, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's where. Listen, that's the way we started coming, the year, and that's how we we're are. ending it. Yeah. Yep. So our websites: WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Guys, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you, and we'd love to hear from you even more in 2020. You can hit us up on email, on email, by email, info oh, at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Leave us those reviews. They are super important, and we will continue to read them as long as they are five-star. Um, and patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the best way to keep us on for yet another year. And uh, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters who have kept us on for over four years now. So mm-hmm. huge thank you. Happy New Year. All the best to everyone. Happy and healthy and prosperous New Year. Here, here. So say we all. So say we all. And yeah. uh, and and I want to give a, a, a thank you and a uh, and a specific Happy New Year to my two co-hosts here, guys. Thanks for yet another fantastic year, and uh, looking forward to speaking to you in 2020. Oh, we love you too, Phil. Yeah, same to you, sir. Okay. Be well, okay. guys. Happy everything, everybody. All right. Be good. <laughs>